Right, good evening ladies and gentlemen. Sorry we're a little bit late starting. Um, welcome to meeting 11 of Crockett Town Council, Monday the 26th of March. Um, can we start please with apologies? Yeah, from Councillor Michelle Parker. Declarations of interest. Um, Councillor Alton? Uh, none that I can see, but I'll reserve the right to declare anything. Councillor Robinson? No. Just like to say at this point, I have resigned as trustee of the youth association. Right, and you've updated your de declarations of interest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, oh, sorry, I should have said welcome to Councillor Leander Wilson, our latest councillor. Uh, do you have any declarations of interest? No. Councillor Ashton. Not because I know of. Yeah, and none for me. So we're going to start with um, a presentation from Sean. You have to stand up and repeat it I all. Mean, I've kind of done, I've done it and I circulated yeah. hopefully a fairly substantial yeah. report. Um, but so if anyone's got any questions or if there's anything you'd like to go over, obviously do my best or if you don't need to go through anything again. And most of us were there for a presentation at the town meeting, so unless anybody, um, I think Adam, you weren't at the town meeting, anything you have to with what you've got from Sean? Yeah. Okay, thank yeah, you. Sure. I did ask uh, at the beginning of this um, last year uh, for the, a copy of the accounts to Councillor Jones, but they were never presented to me. Could I request? Yes, they were, I, I didn't get them last year, so you, well, you received no paper the, now. Yeah. Uh, Councillor Pennington so received the accounts uh, with uh, Project you report last year, and you've received one now as well. No, I, I haven't got one. I can, um, I can forward on our last audited accounts. What I concluded here is not audited because this is up to the end of March, so we're obviously not there yet. Um, I think this is a fair no. good guess, but things might right. change a little. But our audited accounts from last year are also available on the Charity Commission website. But I'm more than happy to send. Send so and Thank you, Sean. Um, right, then can we move on then to agenda item one seventeen minutes of meeting number ten, twenty second of January. Everybody happy with those? Yeah. We have a proposal and second them. Franz proposing them, Caroline seconding them. All those, yeah, everybody. Sorry. 
wrote um, agenda item 171 right for the public to speak and we have our PCS only on planning good Good evening everyone. Good evening. Right. Um, first of all, we, we've recently conducted two drugs warrants um, approaching, one on Hayes Presence and one on Whitehall Place. These have resulted in uh, drugs being seized and arrests being made. These warrants were executed following good intelligence from members of the public. And I'm urging all residents to make us aware of anything that they deem as being suspicious. It all helps us to build a bigger picture. People might ring things in or report things to me and think nothing gets done. That is not the case. And it all forms part of our intelligence gathering model. Um, so any help we can you know, get from the public, that's great. But these warrants were conducted as a result of intelligence that we got from the public in the first place. And that is my, one of my primary roles is to gather information. So it's you know it, it is key, and I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the best at gathering and, and collating information like that, but it, it is key, and it, and it has resulted in these two really good results. Um, I'm, I'm pleased I announced the the last meeting, the um, a football tournament that we've, we've organised. I want to say me, but John John's helped. John from Helsby's helped out as well. We're running um, a Chester Police North Rural schools five-a-side football tournaments um, this is taking place on the 19th of april I've, I've got some sort of flyers i don't need to advertise it because it's the schools that are taking part but if you want to anyone that wants one can, can take one or just um it's really for yourselves if, if you want to come along and, and support your local football your local school team uh, on the day the only school from frodgham that aren't coming is frodgham c of e um, for whatever reason. We invited 12 schools uh, from the local area, 10 of which have, have agreed to attend, so that's really good. We've, we've got funding from Cheshire West councillors, um, which we've, we've gone out and we've been buying trophies, and you'll see the actual trophy, there's a picture of the trophy on there, and it's brilliant. We were, we were excited about it. So um, it's going to be a really good, good evening, afternoon, evening um, at the Leisure Centre. And it's just a good way of us engaging with the local children and, and just being more of a, a visible presence for young people. Um, yeah, so as I say, you're more than welcome to, to come along and, uh, and, and support. We've had um, help from not only Cheshire West and Chester Council, but some sports shops, um, a trophy shop. Morrison's and Tesco are both supporting us with food and drink on the day as well, which is great. So it's going to be a real community feel. Um, traffic related issues. I continue to get complaints about quite a lot of roads. Um, the one road that crops up more than most at the moment is Kingsley Road. And I have done quite a bit of work along that road recently. The results I've been getting don't necessarily substantiate what I'm being told by members of the public, but I'll continue to do both non-enforceable and enforceable work along that road to see if, if that changed anything. My chief inspector has had um, an email from the MP in particular about that road from another residence. So he's keen for me to do more work along there. So that will happen over the, the coming weeks and months. In previous years, we've successfully run a community speed watch group. Um, that unfortunately is sort of ground to a halt through various reasons ill health of some, some residents and, and just the, the weather, wherever it, it 
just ascended to, to, to die a little bit. So I'm looking to, to recruit more now. I'm looking to re reinvent it, if you like, and, and um, start again. I've got one of the residents um, who was previously involved as a coordinator. He's agreed to be a coordinator again if we can get the numbers. So once I've got the, the football tournaments out of the way, I'm going to dedicate a lot of my time to getting new recruits, training them up and getting them out there with the non-enforceable gun. Because we've now actually, um, last week, John has got um, an enforceable device that he and I can use that Helsby Parish Council have kindly paid for. So we're going to be using that more. I've sent an email today, I've copied Hazel into it, asking that it's used in Frodsham as well as Hellsby, which I know that, um, that Hellsby Parish Council are going to agree to. So we'll do more enforceable work and hopefully the Community Speedwatch Group will do more than non-enforceable stuff. But together, along with Smiley Sid when we get it working, we can really hit all the roads in the Frodsham. Um, schools. I've completed the, the Let's Walk Road Safety Training at both Weaver Vale and Manor House Schools and I'm looking to book St Luke's in for some time in June and hopefully we, I can fit in Frodsham C of E before the end of the school year as well. Uh, I'm also continuing to be on patrol outside the schools when pupils are dropped off and collected with issues being raised, especially at the moment outside St Luke's Primary School um, and I do look to work closely with the schools in order to try and alleviate the, the parking issues. Um, we're also holding a pan of football event, a cage football event at Helsby High School. Um, we're looking to do that in, in July, the beginning of July. Um, and we're also holding transition talks with all year six pupils that are starting at Helsby High School in September. And they're starting next month as well, the transition talks. Um, youth Club, um, Sean, brilliant speech. Youth Club is brilliant. What we, I don't know what we do without the Youth Club. Um, really helps us set Friday nights, I think, we don't, I don't know what the youths would do if it wasn't for the youth club. Um, we've successfully held a, a Panic Cage football event there um, on Friday the 16th of March. Again, allowing us to engage with all age groups, 8 to 18, it was, it was really good. That, and that was at the request of the children. I, I went in just after Christmas, he said, when you bring your Panic football back. So, you know, it's very much, and we're looking again to do more of those in the future. Um, I also attended the, the networking events um, at the youth club, which Sean mentioned earlier. Uh, that was on Tuesday, the 27th of February. Did a bit of a presentation about how the difficulties we face working with young children in the community, and that was really well. It went down really well. And I'm continuing to work closely with the youth club, and we've got um, a trip, myself and a colleague, got a trip planned with some of the um, the youths on Tuesday the 1st of May. I don't think we've decided where we're going to take them yet, but uh, that should be good fun. And finally, police surgeries for April. We've got Tuesday the 3rd of April here at Castle Park House between 10 and 11. Friday the 6th of April at Brew and Tucker between 11 and 12. And then Wednesday the 25th of April here at Castle Park House between 10 and 11. And that's me done. Chair. Thanks, Neil. Chair. Can yeah. I ask uh, three questions, um, Councillor Pennington? Um, we're having very uh, obstructions and um, swearing and that from the public and the cars. When a bus comes from Frodham to go around Ship Street uh, at service, it's required uh, four times this 
last week to reverse up into Hawthorne Road and go round the other way. That's occurring, yes. Um, I want to fetch to your attention, uh, it did go nice at one time, but I'd like to draw your attention again to the taxi situation. Um, it's getting really bad now. Yeah. And the third one is, um, what concerns me is, uh, on a Tuesday and a Friday, um, as you know, we've had a new play area erected at Park Lane, mm -hmm. and we've got youths going on there for a spell, uh, banging the swings against the all the iron working up in the air and that. Um, I have approached them, they disappeared for a week, but you can take it from me, it's now happening again. Thanks so if you take a look at that for me. Yeah, please. sure. Well, I would say with the, the vehicle that's had to reverse back <coughs> in Ship Street, yes. if they ring 101, we're only just, you know, we, there might be someone in the station, I right. can just go and avoid that. Certainly we've had no calls about that whatsoever. Yes. But yeah, we'll have a Yeah, well, that, they, they will tell you. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, thanks. Cheers, Neil. Okay. No, okay, so can we move on then to agenda item 172, finance management, 1st of January 18, oh, to 28th of February, that be 18. Yeah. So is it January, February? Yes, yeah, January, February. Yeah. Okay, um, and the early versions of the report that went out said, Finance management report, 22nd of January. Yes. Well, it should have said the 20, 26th of March tonight's date, yeah. so I apologise yeah. for that. The later ones were corrected. Um, as you'll see there, we've got the budget, the first, second and third quarter results, which have already been reported to you, and then January and February figures. Um, so we're there's only one month to go, and we've spent 94.7% of the budget. But our income has exceeded the budget by over 20%, so that's where the, the flexibility comes in, because that's more than we'd expected. Um, the election costs for the uncontested and the contested elections, which have taken place during this financial year, have not been invoiced yet, and I have been chasing them. Um, so they're estimated to be around £4,674 when it finally does come in. Um, the the contribution towards the new bench on Church Street has now been invoiced, but that will show up in next month's accounts. Um, we've paid the final payment for the uh, Park Lane play area, and we're out to tender at the moment for the repairs to the wall, which looks quite dangerous in some parts. Yeah. Um, Can I just ask, Hazel, have you not had any estimates in yet? I have, but it'll, it'll go to the next community committee. Just, I thought it was worth noting that no councillors have claimed any expenses during the year, just so that everybody's aware about that. Um, the staffing budget is overspent, but that was due to the recruitment of the additional receptionist in April, because at the time we weren't going to do that because we thought somebody else was going to be taking over the space. Um, and we gave the admin officer additional hours for doing the website work, and I got an increment because I passed the silker. Um, and then we had a two-week overlap with the estate manager starting, and he overlapped with um, Paul, the facilities manager, before he left. Um, so we're expecting to be about 7,500 
over the budget, but we will be reimbursed for the reception costs to a total of 11,700. So yeah. actually we're under budget if it would be in those terms. Yeah. 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 That's good. Anybody got any questions on that? No. We'll move that section. All those in favour? Any against? Abstentions? within the minutes, they're not recommendations. No. Okay. So, so that's 173.1A to what, which one, Frank? To 173.4A. 4A. Because it's a okay. recommendation yeah. at the Environment Committee. Yeah. Right, okay. We vote on so en bloc. So we do two votes? Well, yeah. yeah. Right then, so... The, the proposal is that we, we deal with those from 1731A to 1734A. Yes. On block. On block. So all yes. those in favour. Oh, yeah, we need a second. I'll second. Yeah. Yeah. All those in favour. Right. Right. No, no, we need to, a proposal for accepting all the minutes. Yeah. Noting all the minutes. Okay. No. Where is it? I'll second that. Oh. Everybody agreed. Yeah. Everybody So, 1734B, Environment Committee. This, uh, We've got one recommendation. Yeah, Chair, um, um, this is not before, well, it's due for a long while, this, and I'm glad to see it. And I propose that we accept this. This is the um, to agree draft line saying gateway to the sandstone ridge to be added to the town mm -hmm. boundary signs. Yeah. Does anybody need any more information on that? Cause what it's showing there, um, you know, is quite recent. Um, I'd just like to point out um, that Caroline and myself have done uh, quite a lot of work on that and had meetings with the Sandstone Ridge Trust and they have agreed, as you can maybe see in the last line there, they have actually agreed to pay half of the costs of these uh, scrap lines. So the cost to um, the Town Council would only be half of that. And just as a little footnote to that project, um, I've approached the rail users group, Mark Warren, and they're also very keen for that to go on the railway station as well under the Frodium signage. The only problem is that they've not, we've no funding for that at the moment, so that's the next thing that we're working on. So thank you, Councillor Pennington, for that proposal. Can I just check, have we got a mechanism in place to make sure we get, are we going to pay the full amount out and then reclaim from the trust. I will sort that out with, with the yeah. sandstorm. Okay. So, 
We've got a proposal for that. We've got a seconder. Okay. And all those in favour? Right, so uh, on 73.5 PMP committee, uh, we've got, do you want to deal with these separately? Or again, do you want to vote? Do no, separate, separately, please. No. Okay, recommendation one, to agree that the finance scrutiny subcommittee should be disbanded as its work can be adequately performed at PMP. <coughs> we made this recommendation because the town clerk has put so much work into improving the way the finance information is presented to us. And I think the committees are far more, um, well, they're excellent really at managing their budgets now. They don't just spend because they want to spend, they do actually look at their budgets now. They're very careful about what they're spending. They consider all the costs. And I think it's come to fruition that the budgets have been very well managed this year. Pointed out, we've, we've done really well. So we don't think that we, there's any need for this separate subcommittee. We think it should. What that subcommittee is doing should now just be done at P and I quite agree with you, uh, as I'm a member of this committee, and I, I think um, the way the finance is being conducted this time, mm. I think uh, it's caught up with itself. And when we meet, we have no benefit at all because it's already been formed and it's been put in writing. So therefore, I propose that we debunk it. So proposed by Councillor Pennington, seconder. Mm. Councillor Donna Critchley. All those in favour? Unanimous. Thank you. Uh, recommendation two, to formally note the results of the interim internal audit <coughs> and the actions agreed. Yeah, I read the, I read the report from the internal auditor and um, Again, there's a, there's a number of issues there about uh, about attention to detail, which um, I, was, I was surprised to uh, uh, see. But have, have we, um, do, do we need to make any, any other issues uh, aware for the internal auditor to look at? I mean, um, you know, it, it did raise, it did, they did raise issues about um, uh, about how procurement was uh, was was followed through, but with a lack of uh, three uh, three quotes. Um, at a time, do, do we need to um, raise any other issues with the internal audit that we should look at? These are issues that the internal audit has raised with us. Yeah, so well, she's I mean, come in and examined our processes, and that's what she's identified for us to address, and that's what we're in the process of doing, is uh, addressing those But isn't issues. it proactive if we actually sort of consider there's any other things that the internal audit should look at? Can we actually raise it with them? Well, we can add that as an item to the next PMP agenda. Um, that's probably the best way forward. You see, this is, this, is, this is what I call the problem. You know, we, we, we recycle it to another, to, to another committee, and it's just as easy to sort of say, yes, we can do this, or no, we can't do that. We recycle it to another committee, which causes more admin and more bureaucracy. And that's where I think we've got to get out of that cycle of doing. And I think we've got to be... And I, th and I think we've got to hit more um, at doing things rather than just delegating them off, um, you know, to, uh, to, to do that. So I mean, my, my view on, on num number two would be the fact that, you know, it's either a yes or no that we, that we either consider that we should actually bring any ideas forward to the, uh, 
uh, to, to the internal arbiter are no. And if we say, if, if, if the vote is no, then, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's down to individual councillors then, if they think it's anything to do uh, with, with, with it. But I, I, I just believe we've got to get more to making decisions rather than shunting them around and shuffling paper. That's just my view. I'm not saying it's right. At the next PMP meeting, we'll be going through the financial guidance for the completion of the annual report. And there it is itemised what you should consider at each of the um, questions about our governance and the way that we manage our finances. So that will stimulate that sort of discussion. Well, that, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we're just adding something else to that. You know, I mean, does anybody else have an opinion? Or is it, you know, if, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I'm, I'm content because most of the, well, there's only five things there, and they lend themselves to the, the relevant committees. And I do know that um, certainly on the Christmas lights, Hazel has already raised, I think, with the working group that we need to look at um, going out to tender for things like that. So that's already being addressed by one committee. But we know what the results of that is because we've come across this before. Well, we haven't gone out to tender yet. We're a fair way from Christmas. But that's the intention. It seems to make more sense to put this to the relevant committees. Yeah, because um, the committees have got to actually follow through and do it. Yeah, and it's and it's clear from this report what needs to be done. Yeah. And also, could I say that the money is actually in that committee's budget, mm. so it's yeah. in their interest to make sure that they get the mm. necessary number of quotes mm, yeah. and get um, the best value. But that's never been a policy of this of this council before. You just have to look at the number of decisions that have been made where we just where we've just let something run. With, uh, with 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 one um, with one supplier for whatever reason or not. I mean, a classic example was um, uh, was the uh, the building of the, um, uh, the, the 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 playground on, on uh, where where we just went out to one supplier um, for a, a, a basically a hundred and fifty thousand pound project. That was a long. It's still relevant. Well, I, I think what I can say about the, this, a lot of this stuff on this report is old. We now have a fully qualified town clerk who is very, very careful to make sure that we are doing things right. She's bringing things to the PMP committee and to other committees and saying this is the way that we should be doing it. And I think that is paying off. Uh, well, uh, it's okay, okay, fair enough, but I just think you're just paper shuffling. And I think that's got to stop to get the precept down to a level of which people at Frodsham can find acceptable. That's just my opinion. Yeah, As we say, there's an election, election next year. Could, could, could all we're being asked to do today is to look at this report yes. That's, yeah. and say that we're satisfied that the things that have been picked up we're, uh, we're able to address, be it, whether it be at a committee or a full council, because whatever we do at committees is then uh, brought to full council. Could I suggest that perhaps where um, the recommendations have been made is that we have an extra column saying what action has been taken. But that's the third column. So that's yeah. it will all come in yeah. there. Yeah. That's it. I didn't know whether that was the auditor's follow-up or your follow-up. Well, we can add another column that she just reports on what we've done um, the next time she comes. Yeah. I, I just think it would be good to see it that it's signed off yeah. by somebody mm. in the council that they've noted what should yeah. 
the recommendation was, and it has been implemented. This isn't our audit trail, then, aren't we? Yeah. This isn't our document, this is the auditor's document. Yeah. So we can't. Yeah, but this will become sacrosanct once yeah. it's the actual yeah. audit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're happy with those. We've noted them. We've got to propose on the second. Opposed? All those in favour? Against? Abstentions? Um, recommendation 3, the revised asset register should be approved. How many times have we revised this asset register? It seems to constantly go up and it's still been, uh, it, it, it's, still, it's still for comment in the internal auditor's report. It's always in front of PMP that asset register. Well, we have to annually review the asset register as part of the annual return process. But then, then why weren't these issues that the internal auditor have highlighted been, been last, part of that? Last year we did the review of the asset register after the end of March. And what she was saying was we needed to do it within the financial year. So we did it in April and we're doing it again now for this, for this year. Well, don't we know we've got to do it within the financial year? Well... I thought it was as long as it was within the period that before the annual return went no. in. So that's why it's coming up now. But I think as well, if we, if we know there's been a significant change to our assets, the town clerk does update the, the, the register. So, I mean, recently we've had to do it for the play areas, haven't we? So, and we have to do it for the bus shelters eventually. <coughs> okay, so um, community committee. If we collect it, 
so they won't be invoicing us for the pound. Um, so that we've had actually had a refund on the monies that we've paid on that lease. Um, on the play areas, I've put a little note under Ship Street to say that the public notice of intention to sell was issued in February 2018. Um, I've also noted under Townfield Lane that we've signed the 25-year lease with the PFBs. Um, the next change was under War Memorial, and I've added in there condition survey completed in 2017 with major refurbishment required, and I've put 2018 to 2020 to give us two-year period to complete those works. Um, then on the on Annex 3, Transport Assets, I've put bus shelters transferred to Cheshire Western Chester Council in 2018. Um, under the tangible assets, I've added in the PowerPoint projector, which we bought this year, which wasn't in there. I've also noted that we scrapped two of the telephone boxes at number 7. Uh, under number nine, I've put that we've installed a new notice board on Church Street. Um, and I've added in the railings, fences and gates about the Oakton Memorial Field that the gates were listed in 2017. Um, and then on Park Lane uh, play area, um, equipment replaced in 2017 and the, the list of the, the new equipment is in there. And then under Tampa Lane play area, the play equipment to be refurbished with some new equipment in 2018. And once that's completed, I'll then amend that list to reflect those. Um, we've actually got 41 seats, not the 38 that was on the asset register before. Um, and I've noted that the bench at Church Street was replaced in 2017. And under tools, I've added the speed watch gun, which we, although we bought it in 20. 14, was it? Mm -hmm. um, it was never added to the asset register, so I've added that in. Uh, on the IT side, you know, we're now using uh, Microsoft 365, so I've noted that our provider is Prism. Uh, we've got the ISBN license, which hadn't been noted before. Um, and then, whereas before the asset register was a word list that went there, we've replaced that with the spreadsheet now. Um, so that will be a separate but attached piece of paper to the asset register. Can I just check um, 10 o'clock? Have we added our recording equipment to the asset register? No. Yeah, so I'll put that under tools, or is it under IT, yeah. with the IT things. Sorry about that. That's all right. A couple of things that we expanded. So, with that addition. Yeah. So, subject to that addition for the uh, recording equipment. Everybody happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great. So, do you want to prepare to second it? Yeah. Councillor Brown. Second it. All those in favour? Unanimous. Um, agenda item 175, um, risk assessment. Sorry, risk register. Yeah. Um, so should that say risk register? Register, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Again, this is another one of those things that as a council, 
you need to go through and carry out this risk assessment annually. Um, things that have changed from last year are theft of cash, I've reduced that down to green because we don't have petty cash anymore, so no cash is kept in the office, so we're unlikely to lose it. Um, any money that we do get paid, you know, like for the walk books and what have you, we pay that straight into the bank as soon as we get it. Um, so, and all our payments are made by cheque, standing order or VACs, as you know, and three councillors have to sign. Um, the next thing, the um, underbank account non-optimised returns, again that's low because uh, we're checking the market from time to time and we did have a presentation from CCLA. Yeah. Oh, it's 2017, wasn't it? We had it. Yeah, Sorry, 2017. Right. Not 2016. Um, and the instability of the FTC's chosen bank. Uh, we've split the risk between institutions because we have the savings that we have in the co op bank and we also have the deposit account in the Bank of Scotland. So we've, we've spread the risk. Um, again, where it was used to say facilities manager, it now says estate manager throughout the document. Um, Loss of assets, I've added under asset register, reviewed and updated annually, as that was something that the auditor had picked up. Um, and then um, I've added in a couple of new ones. Loss of office space due to tenancy breakdown. Because our tenancy at will that we have with Cheshire West and Chester is only 28 days notice, if they were to decide for whatever reason that they wanted us to leave, we would only have 28 days to find somewhere else. Um, and we're constantly monitoring the availability of other office accommodation when we see it available. Um, Councillor Critchley and I have been out to visit a couple on the main street, um, which unfortunately both had been gone to other people by the time we got out to I see them. I think that that is a problem that we do have yeah. because we can't act quickly. Mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. And then the other was loss of base, office space due to damage, vandalism or other events. Um, so it's, a, it's not a high risk because we've got the burglar alarm and the fire alarm system and they're monitored 24-7. Um, but, you know, the, we have the regular um, rain coming in through the wall here and if that was to be too bad and we made this place unlivable in. We're lucky now because we're upstairs so we could probably still operate. Um, but Cheshire West Chester could close the building while they did those sorts of repairs. Um, it's not a serious risk. Um, on the next page, under safe premises, I've added risk assessments carried out. I've recently redone the, the risk assessment for the office, you know, about trip hazards and all that sort of thing. Um, Wellbeing problems for staff and volunteers, I've put in that the staff handbook is regularly reviewed um, and that the, the staffing subcommittee was set up in 2007. In terms of important procedures not followed, I've added in that you've got to qualify a clerk. That's important to note. Uh, then on the last page, we've got um, under data, natural catastrophe. And I think all our data is stored off-site on, in a UK-based cloud storage facility. Um, so I think that's one of the important things to note there, that uh, we're, we've got a contract with PRISM who would help us if anything didn't work um, and the supplier um, of our cloud and ISP uh, we went out to tender in 2017 and um, so tendering and contracting procedures ensure only reputable companies 
chosen, you know, we made sure we got references from other councils for that company. And then I've added a personnel section, loss of staff member. <laughs> That's been cut down twice recently. Um, so I've put in there about, um, you know, recruitment process in place. Um, we've got a staffing subcommittee, we've got the staff handbook, grievance procedures, uh, the National Joint Council contracts, etc. So um, I don't know if there's any other risks people can think about that need adding in. See, I don't call that risk, I just call it day-to-day business-like activity. Yeah. In, in, in fact, and it's something that you, you, know, you do automatically as part of the, uh, part of the you know, it, it's just an, an overcomplication in, in my view, but... Well, it's like any risk assessment, <coughs> isn't it? You, you do, you're just showing, demonstrating that you have taken account of things that can go wrong yeah. and you've got measures in place to, to mitigate the, uh, the results. And it's, it's a, as recommended in the uh, Governance Practitioners Guide. Yeah. 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 I presume it's a hidden amongst this and if you dig down further into the detail for um, our estates manager working in London. That's in the handbook, the long, the long working policies in the handbook, yeah. 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 And we're, one of the things, the training things that we're looking at for him is to do some risk assessment training. Yeah, it was good to have a refresher on that. Okay, so everybody happy with that then? Yes. Proposer and seconder. Uh, Paul. From <laughs> Let Fran propose at this time. Yeah, go on. Councillor Sutton proposed. Councillor Pennington second. All those in favour? Unanimous. Right, moving on to 176, working group. Um, 1761, uh, World War One commemorative working group to note the minutes of the meetings held on 17th of January, 14th of February, 14th of March. Yeah. That'd be noted. Do you want to back on that? Yeah, right, so proposed Councillor Pennington, seconded Councillor Brown. All those in favour? Right, uh, to confirm and approve the level of funding to Castle Park Arts Centre Trust towards the cost of the World War I Commemorative Group activities for 2018 19. In previous years, they've asked for 2,400 for their activities. This year, they've only asked for 1,800. How much? 1,800. It's what we've included in the budget. Yeah. So, proposer, Kenta Jones, second of Kenta Ashton. All those in favour? Uh, 176.2, Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group to note the minutes of the meetings held on 29th of January, 5th and 19th of February, and 5th and 19th of March. Move. Um, Pennington, Paris, Sutton, second. All those in favour? approve the budget towards the cost of the steering group activities in 2018-19. Yeah, we included £3,000 in the budget for this. And this is to cover the costs that are not covered by any of the technical grants that are available. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm very dubious about continuing funding this, this group. It just continues to go on and on and on with no end point. Well, Peter Vickery did give an yeah, there's point, an end point. Yeah. It's going to be submitted to Cheshire He's West. not put dates on it, he's actually put indications, indications. of best, yeah. better, 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 best bets. I mean, to me, if we could have actually sort of said, if we could have sort of said, yeah, we'll do a referendum to combine with the, uh, the, the next May elections, or indeed, yeah, we'll do a referendum we did actually definitely take, at the end Tom, of March. We did listen to him, we did take that into consideration. But we are. Once it goes to Cheshire West, it is out of our hands. Mm -hmm. It depends how long it takes them to review it and to come back to us. But then, why can't you set targets with Cheshire West? Why, why can't we? Why can't we include our very councillors to say, look, you know, can you actually get Cheshire West to, to review this within a six week or an eight week or a twelve week period? It, it, dep it depends how many others they've got to review. There are so many unknown quantities. We. They will probably yeah. want, I mean, we all want it to be with the May elections because yeah. it would make life a lot easier and hopefully it would mean that we would then get a good turnout. Whereas if you have it as a, a standalone referendum, your numbers might not be as high. Yeah, but what, but has, has anybody actually asked Cheshire West if they'll give a commitment to a timescale when they will review it? Yes, this? and they, don't, they will not give you a timescale. Well, then shouldn't we be asking our borough councillors to ask them why they won't give a timescale? It's because there's so much to go through. I mean, until they see the documentation, they don't know what's going to be in it. It's an un everything's an unknown quantity. But you, but, but you are... Can we get back to Sorry. the agenda item? Are, are, we, are... are we in favour of getting them funded for the next financial year? Yeah. Well, it's come down, yes. I'll put it as it stands. No. So, so what are you saying, Councillor? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, although I'm not against Councillor uh, Reynolds, is I think we should be looking to some getting to the end of it. Other councils have, they've done it and sent it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we seem to be dragging our feet. I don't know why, but... Uh, I hope it's effectively we are not dragging our feet. What yeah. we're doing is we're doing a thorough job so yeah. that we don't have well, anything that comes back to bite us. Can I say this uh, then, Chairman? Um, I've, I've sat uh, on this council on two occasions when this has happened, and, uh, and I'll be honest with you, um, all the things that's been said in it, uh, not this one, but the other two, um, have all been... Uh, you know, never worked to, even when they, they were all got them in the office. You know what I mean? Never worked. You had, you had Ship Street built after them saying, no, it wasn't, it's green bill. It ended up in bill. Uh, there's a, a lot of property in Prodium that there was thoroughly went through, we agreed, and then, you know, I, it's going on far too long. I did say it in the committee, don't I? Yeah, I, I don't want to seem as I'm sitting on the fence here or playing the devil's advocate, but I agree with both sides, really, that, yeah, I want to see an end to this, you know, because the longer something goes on, people naturally will lose interest, and it's difficult to keep interest going and keep numbers up at meetings and that. What I think is good is that the Neighbourhood Plan have uh, started doing evening meetings 
So really, no, there's no excuse in a way. You know, I couldn't, I wanted to attend and couldn't because they were always during the day, but I've been to several now evening ones and the next one is an evening one. So, you, you know, that's giving opportunity for it to be more inclusive. Um, so I want to see it end, but on the other hand, we've got to make sure it's right. And no disrespect, Helsby, you know, have had problems because they thought theirs was watertight. I was in Northwich, nothing to do with the neighbourhood plan, but I was a meeting uh, and, and met some Northwich councillors the other night and that, that were working on the, their plan. And they're in the same position as us, you know, they're making sure that everything is watertight. So I know that sounds a bit like I'm agreeing with everybody, but uh, yes, I am. We do want it finishing. But we want it right and I, I would actually urge you to come along to one mm. of the meetings and try and, and see the difficulties we are having. We're not having, but you're continually chasing mm. information and it's, it's getting engagement. I mean, I keep saying, you know, the, when the wind farm was put up, the number of people who didn't realise what was going to happen with the wind farm. I mean, there was a public inquiry up at the Forest Hills for six months. I mean, the number of people who said to me, oh, I didn't realise that the turbines were going to be that tall. Well, you know, we had six months to go to the public inquiry up at the Forest Hills. And this is why you do it properly. You make it so that you get the right... Every, all the information is, 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 is correct when you go to the referendum. Not being negative, but do you think if anybody would have... Uh, would have opposed everybody at Forest Hills turbines, anything we're about because it was deals in it for the holdings. Well, that's the point of a public inquiry, is yeah, you yeah, go along and you, you yeah, actually put your point of view forward. And not put, even this sold, you think they would have still gone well, ahead? Well, again, it was, the inspector was there, it was him who took all the evidence. Yeah. It was approved by the Secretary of State, though, wasn't it? It was lost yeah. on the first day when the, when the barrister stood up yeah. and said, you know, why are we here? We are merely implementing a policy that has been agreed by the EU and government. End of six months of, of getting away from that. Okay, well, because we're, we're straying right. a little bit now from the yeah. agenda. Um, Councillor Brown was happy to propose this funding. Um, Councillor Jones seconded. All those in favour of the £3,000 funding? Yeah. Anybody against? Yeah. And abstentions? Okay. Right, so agenda item 177, have we got Councillor Riley? Still no, there with us? No, she's in the meeting, isn't there? Yeah. No, she's gone. No, she's in the meeting. 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 No, a sort of rounded report from Sean at the um, meeting. She's given us a little bit of talk here. Um, it's now for us to decide the level of funding for 2018-19 association. I'd like to propose that we give them the same funding that we gave them last year, which is the uh, 8,000, which we put in the budget. I think the young people of Frodham deserve our support. And I know that the Youth Association have not received funding for Quack this year, so without that money, they're going to really struggle. Anybody else want to have a say on that? I'd also touch myself with what uh, Councillor Brown just said there as well. Yeah, yeah I, I was quite amazed when you know Sean put 
biggest to just how much they've got to raise to, to stay viable. And you know, although eight thousand pounds seems a lot of money when you compare with what they need just to stay, you know, keep their heads above water, I, I propose that we keep the rate at the same as last year. I think if you actually worked out that eight thousand pounds per head of child that is benefiting from the youth association, mm. it is peanuts. Mm. Um, I, I, the only concern I have is that you went away from us last year, uh, Sean, saying that you were you would, were prepared to accept a reduction in the funding, and you were going to work hard to improve your fundraising. But you've no really fundraising less in the last year than the year before. Um, that was my concern. From the well, the last couple of years have been a bit funny because of the way that income was for yeah. has been a bit wrong. I mean, our income is higher. asking for that so any any money like she just said so it's just a case of whether they agree to give her that amount of money or, or not really. Chair I think you know they're to be applauded and if, if yeah. the amount of money they get is down that's just a fact of life I mean Frodium is a very affluent place but yeah. I can vouch for the fact that fundraising is not easy and a phrase we've coined this year is that everybody's after the same pound yeah. you know it's great that there's so many things going on in Frodium but every day of the week somebody's knocking on doors wanting money, so I would support it. Councillor Um it's a, it's a really tricky one. It's really hard. Yes. And everyone is after the same fact. I'm also conscious of the fact that the private trust have now taken over the LGBT section. They're also a very big quack funded organisation, so they will get they will get so in a way. <laughs> because I know Zane's gone as well, so their their workers are coming in. We've contracted them to do that work. We've made that decision because they need a group. Um, so yeah, we pay them to run that group. So I'm I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I would like to see you moving more towards raising raising money. And I know that it's a very difficult time for anyone to raise money. But well, our, our fundraising target is going up next year. Assuming, and if if we get less from, I mean, I. So we have, we expect that we will bank, we've, because we want to increase our amount from, to next year with some funny income from Quack basically because they hadn't paid us in the year before so we had extra in this year so we've saved a little bit of that um, to account for the extra increase. Assuming though, even with that, assuming that we get eight thousand pounds from budget from the town council, sorry, 
8,000 pounds from Reinfire and 15,000 pounds from Club Income, which was a static around the level that we are at the moment. That leaves us with 18,900 pounds that we need to raise through local grants, donations, and fundraising. I mean, you know, as I say, whatever, I'm not coming here asking for money. I'm coming here to say thank you. Whatever you guys can give us is amazing. Obviously, the less you give us, the more we've got to do. But that's absolutely what we're there to do as trustees, is to make sure that we can raise money one way or another to make it go. Uh, I think, Chair, it's, we've, we've, we, we spend about £10,000 or so on over 70s vouchers. And yeah. uh, I think it's only fair that we get the balance right here. Yeah, and yeah. I think penny for pound and value for money, we've seen what the club does, it's good value for money. Um, I would just add, I mean, I've got two small children and constantly hear how little there is to do about the project for, for younger people. Um, what we've heard tonight is just incredible. And we should encourage it. I mean, if anything, we should be increasing it to match the old people's yeah. vouchers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's on par with me. I think we should okay. certainly look at uh, matching that. The, um, my only concern with this, and I'm not saying we shouldn't give you money, is that all the other children's organisations in the town fund themselves. We don't give them anything. Is it fair to just give to the youth club and not to any of the other yeah. children's groups? And well, it, you know, how do we justify that? Funding. <coughs> yeah, I mean, with respect, we have a grants programme. Well, the scouts did, because they, mm. they, they had a specific thing that they wanted to do, but that means they can't apply next year. For, for me, it's very black and white. We're supporting a whole mm -hmm. huge amount of children mm. within, the, within the town, and there genuinely is nothing else for, for, for you to do in the town. You know, Councillor Pennington raised the issue of children hanging around parks. My daughter's one of those on occasions because there's nothing else for them to do. Certain ages, they can't go out of the town because where do they go? There's nothing to do in the evenings in town other than you. Can I also point out that the, the Girl Guiding Association also have other avenues where they can actually get support um, and for children who can't afford to do some of the activities, that facility is open to them. So they have other avenues that they can go to. Okay, so we'll, so Linda, you, Councillor Brown, proposing next? I, I actually think I'm going to propose that we actually match yeah. what um, the I'll other 70 vouchers. Yeah. I think, I think, Chair, before you take a vote, I think what we've got to remember, apart from one or two of the councillors that want here of last year, <coughs> it, it was said by Councillor Donna Bridgley and, and uh, some other councillors, which I forget, that we did say that uh, this year it would go from eight to six and downwards as the improved. But it seemingly now you go, you're going back on your word. This is what this is what crossed me is that we're not we're not helping other organisations like the girl guides the scouts and that. We've helped one scout with 3,000 and we was only too happy to get the bus for him. You know what I mean? These other organisations must come forward instead of 888 to the same thing all the while. Let me tell you, I've been on this council this long now and I've seen the community centre and I was a member of it, it's in the minutes, and I can tell you it's, it's on three occasions and it was um, Mr. Garvey who got it going again. 
it went bang and closed. And it's carrying on. And it's not fair to the other organisations in Frodium. They deserve just the same patter as we're giving anyone else. And it's only right. But they have a mechanism for that. They have a mechanism to apply for grants. Mm. I mean, the whole thing was last October, I think. We said we would review it because the whole proposal was about last October to reduce it to 6,000. And I yes. said with you that we, that we actually review it at this particular period now. And I just, I, and I, just, I must admit, I, I've, I've changed my view on, on a number of things about the youth. And I think primarily when you see people like Sean Day with that, that energy and that sparkle and that determination, you've got to say you've got to, you know, you're learning life to back winners and losers, and that's and to me that's 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 got a, that's that's got a winning style about it, and it'll be money well spent as opposed to other things that we put money into in Frodsham, which has been led uh, led ducks. Yeah. How much do we spend, sorry, on the vouchers, your vouchers? The budget is twelve thousand, but we actually spend just over ten. Our oh, PCSA this evening has just said what a fantastic job the youth club do and how much easier it makes his job having all of those kids in one place on a Friday night. Can I just say, we've, we have actually had two formal proposals for increasing it uh, to 10k and match the other suggestion that Maybe that if we are looking at increasing it, that maybe we should do some match funding. Maybe the youth club... Do some match no, why are we complicating it? Why, why do we just stick with the eight thousand? Because that's what's on the table. You stick it, vote it through, and then we can discuss it another time. They want the money. You know, they don't want another debate. Surely, eight thousand's on the table that we've been talking about. Why don't we just vote to give them eight thousand? We've budgeted eight thousand. Yeah. Well, we we have expected. What is it? Twenty percent increase in what our income? Did you say earlier? That's well, what we've it been from that we've had this yes. year in this yes. financial year. We don't know what we're going to get yeah. next financial year. And plus, year. we've got yeah. over two hundred thousand pounds in our bank account. So. Well. It's not all free reserves. Some of it's earmarked. Yeah. How much? How much? How much has it gone up from last year? It's going to be sixty-three thousand. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're already so, having to dip into our reserves for next year. Yeah, yeah we seem to have a few proposals. Yeah. about can you pull it back and let's have a definite proposal right so the, we're starting out with the eight thousand pounds that we've budgeted but now we've had a, another proposal to increase that well the, there was one to increase it to 10 and then another to increase it to match with the over 70s vouchers which at the moment the budget's seven uh, twelve thousand Neither of those two have been seconded yet. I'm so. second to matching over 70s. Well, matching it to what though? Last year's to payment the, or the, to the, to the, the 2018 payment? Is it to the can budget? I, can I just clarify that the budget is for 12,000 yes. for the over 70s, but that includes the printing of oh, yeah. all the vouchers. Yeah. So okay. therefore, that's why I suggested 10,000. So the proposal then is to increase um, to 10,000. It's seconded by mm -hmm. Councillor William Wilson. Right, so the to increase the uh, the funding to the youth club to ten thousand pounds. All those in favour? Against?
somebody didn't vote, so can we have it again? All those Four. in favour of increasing it to £10,000? Yeah, that's it now. Uh, eight, eight for and six against. So okay. the amendment is carried, so now you have to vote. So the, Right, so we now have to decide whether we want to give them £10,000. Oh, at what stage do we pay this? Do they get it all up front or is it paid in instalments? We've usually paid it up front because it's been part way through the year when we've done it, but we, you could do split payments if you wished. Yeah. 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 So then we need a proposer and seconder to pay these club £10,000. Propose. Councillor Martin and Councillor Jones propose and second. All those in favour? Yeah. Against? Agenda item 179, General Data Protection Regulations. Do we receive an update? Yeah, the um, National Association of Local Councils have now produced a toolkit, and I've, I've sent email it round the whole copy. Um, but within it, there are, um, and in your papers, just <coughs> and there's an action plan um, which talks about the, the sorts of things that we need to be to start doing now um, so it's like raising awareness um, deciding who's going to be responsible for implementing it uh, for the council's compliance um, data, data audits um, identifying the, the lawful basis for processing data etc um, so some, some of you may already be receiving uh, communication from people saying that there's been a change in the law and you have to opt in to getting information from them now that's the sort of exercise that we're going to have to go through we need to identify what data we're keeping so for an example would be our allotment leases so we keep the names and addresses of the allotment holders on the leases because we're legally obliged to keep that so we're allowed to do that but we can't use that data for anything else um, so we need to look at all the information that we have <coughs> about that could possibly help someone to identify an individual. Mm. So the name and address is that, their email address. I know some email addresses you can't identify a person from it, but a lot you can. Um, so that's a, quite a big exercise that we're going to have to go through. Um, and there's a... Cheshire Association of Local Councillors are running a training event on the 18th of April, um, which I've booked on and I've asked for a place for Councillor Critchley. If anybody else wanted to join in on that, we could see if we could get another place, but they're usually limited to two per council. Um, and, you know, it's, it's we're supposed to um, comply with the legislation from the 25th of May, even though it hasn't been enacted yet. Um, but what they're saying is that... They, what they will expect to see is that we've started down the road of delivering this action plan. Um, 
So that's I'm raising your awareness of, that we're going to have to do this. Um, and I think I've also suggested having a working group to actually do some of the work on it. Yeah. The, the last um, child commission that I went to, one of the things that they made perfectly clear to us that there are companies out there touting to be our data protection officer. But they said, you're just throwing your money away because they will expect you to do all the work for them. And if we breach the law, then we carry the can down. All they will probably do is look through what we send them and say, oh, that looks okay. But we're the ones that remain responsible and have to comply with the law. So I think, you know, Hazel is right. We've got to get this action plan underway. We've got to have a good understanding of what is required and make sure that we are doing it. So I don't know that there's any benefit for us in contracting the work out. Can I just ask, I do have a bit of a concern, though. I mean, I don't profess to know anything about it, but, um, you know, do you, Hazel, feel that, you know, whether it's been you and Judith or whoever, can, you know, is it, how much is this going to impede on your workload? You know, do you, do you, are you phased by it? And I don't mean that, I mean, you know, because we, we worry that you're going to have time to do it, but if it's that much, and I think it, it is going to be that I much, I think the, doing the initial <coughs> audit is a lot of work. Right. And to be honest, it needs someone who's not working in the office mm -hmm. to help with that, because we're so used to having this data around us that we're probably not noticing it. So an example would be, in, on our desk, I had a, a box with cards with people's telephone numbers in. Well, that we have no reason to keep that. So what I'm, I'm getting one of the reception staff to actually put that all on a spreadsheet, so we've right. got it electronically, which will be stored on our cloud. Right. So that makes it protected. Um, so we can keep the information on the cloud, but not in a box on our oh, desk, exactly. because it's about security breaches and people mm -hmm. accessing that information. So it's, it's making sure that you spot those sorts of things. Is, is that correct? Isn't it just that you have to provide some type of locked facility? Is, is it, so it's a, if you actually have a locked box, with, 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 and, and you know people who actually got access to the keys, isn't yeah. that regarded under data protection for paper well, as being equally secure? It, we could find, well, when we do the training, we'll, we'll be able to ask that sort of question. And it is made, potential that we could yeah, do that. But you just, you just said you made an assumption that it's not, that it's not, um, that it's, it, it's not a, a, an alternative way of protecting the data. No, yeah. I've chosen to use an electronic method to protect the data rather yeah. than going to a, a, an expensive physical protection. Well, I want you to, to, to actually upload spreadsheets for all that data. Well, it's, it's a resource we've got that we're, that we're paying for to do reception duties, and while they're not answering the door on the telephone, they're able to do the... So, so it's, it's a choice rather than a yeah. regulation? Yeah. The okay. regulation is that you shouldn't leave data hanging yeah, around. Yeah, no, that's right, but it, it's, okay, it's a choice, not yeah. a regulation. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is about using the data. You know, if you've got... Your, index file on your desk with phone number then very easy to forget that that's protected information mm. and just give it out to anyone that asks yeah. for it. But well, it's just, it's, it's, mm. I would say, I mean I have all mine yeah. on my computer at mm. home which only I can access and mm. I mean to have it 
I mean, I don't know whether you presume you have shared drives that you you access, yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, that's where the information should be held. Yeah. But I think you should go on the training, and hopefully they will identify to you the kind of services that will be available to mm -hmm. you once this becomes law, um, because they're they're the experts if they're giving you the training, um, because I know that it's it's. I think the problem with this is that <coughs> there aren't any experts yet. No. Until the law is tested. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In the extract, the first part of it is trying to describe what the difference is between the old Act and the new Act, so mm. it's detailing out the changes. So it's, it's just, we all, because we're all responsible, need to get our head around what, what this, these changes are and, and where it's different and where it's the same as it was before. Um, you know, we've always been aware that we shouldn't just give somebody's email contact details out or their phone number without their permission. Um, so that's, we've always had that. Yes, yeah, so it's all of those things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's um, But it's just being fully aware of it. And I thought if we could have a working group so that just a few of you get to be experts on it, um, rather than expecting the whole council to do it, um, that might help and move things forward quickly. It's when you come to share that data with any anybody who might yeah. come in and say, have you got a list of all your councillors and can you give me their email address? It's in a public domain anyway because it's on the website. But when, you, when, we, when you become a councillor, we give you a form that says what information can yeah. we publicly publish about. So we've got so your permission to do photographs that. Photographs are in a public yeah. domain. So it yeah, it's very easy to, to give information away thinking that you do. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I had an yeah. example where I wanted to email a guy to say thank you for something, but the company wouldn't give no. me no. his email address even though my request was positive. You know, yeah. and it's very difficult yeah. to see the logic then, isn't it? Yeah. What, why will they not give it me? You know. So I think we do need some experts yeah. Sort of, yeah. because it's so easy to stray if you're not careful. Maybe further down the line, to we done our training and it kicks in, maybe yeah. I could get someone to come and talk to us at one of the council meetings. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, perhaps one of the months when we're not having a council meeting, yeah. we could have a, a GDPR session. Yeah. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So, if there's anybody that was particularly keen on data protection and looking at it. I'd be interested to be on the working group, but I can't do the training on that day. Is yeah. it 18th, you said? Yeah. yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But again, can't do. Um, obviously, yeah. if I'm doing the training, yeah. I'll be on the working group. Well, it'll be an open group, so if we make sure we circulate the information to people, yeah. anyone that's available can come and join in if they wish. And we'll circulate any of the papers that come from the training, and we'll, you know we've got the full document, the full toolkit. So please make yourself um, aware of what's in there. I do think it's a bit overkill, personally. Yeah. That's well, my it's personal view. It's designed for big companies. So, and the two quotes that you've had, Hazel? Yeah, I was going to suggest what's already been suggested, that we put that on hold for now. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, agenda item 180, um, Just to say that we've had six written um, responses. responses to our um, intention to sell Ship Street public notice. Um, five of them were... Um, against the sale and one was in favour. She's Her house backs onto the, the area and she doesn't want it to be a playfield because it will just attract anti-social behaviour. 
Do we know if the five against it were people that lived in Waterside Hall, or not all of them? Yeah, can, can I just raise this point here? I remember two or three years ago when this was first mooted, and I remember at the time we, we, I, I said, you know, have have the people of the ward been canvassed sufficiently? And I was, I was told at the time that the councillors in, in, in the ward had had canvassed um, the people in the area sufficiently. Um, and they were all very positive about the sale of, of this land. Now, listening to what's been said recently, and certainly around the town, I'm not too convinced that that's, uh, that that's occurred in a way that it should have occurred. I certainly know it formed part of the um, canvassing for the 2015 elections from the prospective candidates. They talked to people in the ward. Well, it would appear that they've not talked enough, because uh, I, you know, there seems to be a fair, a, a fair bit of strong feeling about people not being aware. I don't know if any other councillors have picked that up. Mm. Have you picked that up? Well, I think there's certainly been a few comments on social media about it but not an overwhelming response. But this is only the first step in a long process. We were required to advertise intention to sell. We said that we were going to discuss it at the next term. We're not rushing through a sale on this, that we would deal with it you know, publicly at a town meeting in the summer, which now looks like it might be more September time. And we've yeah. got to consider consultation Primarily consultation in Waterside Ward of the people that live near there. It's not it's not a done deal by any means. It's just this is just the first step in the process. But, but we have gone down the steps already, haven't we? Of actually discussing with with with, with known interested parties. Yes. And this just reminds me. This smacks of everything that went wrong with the proposal regarding the little park, and we just seem to be there again. You didn't have time. 20 years of, of abuse and everything at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Look at your old minutes in the booth if you've got a bit of time, Tom, and you'll find out. Well, what's that related to? Well, I'm just saying, from, we don't want no more play areas there. We have enough. Yeah. Uh, Councillor Wells, I do understand where you're coming from with that, but I've got to disagree with you in that. What the decision was made to go and talk to people to see it gave us an idea. We're not, we haven't sold it, we haven't got a, a builders coming in, or we haven't got anything. It was putting basically feelers out to see what the reaction would be, what the, we've taken some advice on, what sort of housing, and that was all it was. It's you cannot compare it to that at all because it's nothing like that at all. And like you said, we've been, you know, we can't, you can't bend over any more backwards to get it advertised out there. And if only five people have, have officially whinged about it up to yet, then you know that's that's all there is. I'm not saying there won't be a lot more, but it's uh, like Councillor uh, Critchie just said, it's very early days, and you know, every no one's trying to hide anything, and no one's done anything that they shouldn't have done. Do and it's a case of letting it go and it's a long process. The only thing that we have not made public is that we had evaluation from the district valuer. And it's commercially sensitive. It's commercially sensitive. You don't, if you're going to no, go no, out to sell you don't put a price on it. You wait and see what the developers are going to offer um, if we do go down that route. So it, we, we now know that the events committee are going to be organising this town meeting in September and it'll be on the agenda for that and in the meantime we'll look at how we're going to consult, who we're going to consult and I think primarily Waterside Ward residents are our um, 
main concern because they're the people that are going to be most affected by it. But that's, you know, we've got till September to sort that out. Julie, can I just Sorry. ask you a bit? Okay. No, go on. Uh, um, I, know it might, I don't know how much it would cost. It would obviously cost something. But to actually put a big, you know, like a billboard almost, sign up in, in there, and then all the residents will oh, see yeah. it, yeah. or the majority of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, we did have a sign on the gates, didn't we? That it we did have a, a small yeah, sign, I, A3, I, I think it was. Um, and we did put a notice in the standard. Two yeah. consecutive yeah. weeks. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to do any, everything yeah. and anything we can. Yeah. There's yeah. a very big sign up there yeah. in your face. Yeah. People can't say, oh, well, I didn't see yeah. it because the majority, <coughs> if you don't live right there, you'll know someone there. Oh, have you seen yeah. that sign that's gone yeah. up and so on? Yeah. And it gives, because I'm adamant that everyone on oh, yeah. one side ward knows what's happening. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with you completely, I'll yeah. Straight yeah. through the chair, I, I agree entirely. And uh, unfortunately, the nature of social media you know, does give the impression somebody can put on nobody's been told and that's exactly. seen as being fact simply because it's on social media. Mm. You know, and I, I won't be part of anything that doesn't, having come through five years of, of saving the little park, you know, I wouldn't for one moment be part of anything that had not been fairly advertised yeah. to everybody, you know, and inclusive and everybody knowing about it. But, it, you, you know, if you have an idea to sell something, if you have an idea to sell your house, you're not going to put it on the market and say, give us what you think and we'll take anything. You've got to find out how much it's worth, hasn't it? But by doing that, we then misconcept you know, the misconception is that we're it's a good deal, I think was the phrase. And that's certainly not the case, you know. Can I just add that the people that it would affect the most would be the parents of kids that leave the school. There has not been a rumble amongst them about the lack of play area there. Yeah. They're all with the one sort works. Mm -hmm. I think as well because the 30% of any net proceeds from a sale would be used on salt works, 15% for development and I mean the one thing that that could be spent on would be to put the railings around the toddler play area, the, the scope and I would hope that Cheshire West would work with us on how they decide to spend that money but that's only if a sale happens. Yeah, Chair, I'm not saying it would sway people, but I think if we, if we did make that clear that we're not just going to sell the land and take the money and run, that there is 30%, which is a, a sizable amount, is going to be invested back in play facilities on ship street. You know, as I say, we're not going to win over the, 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 the hardcore, are we? But I think if people have a better understanding, yeah. it's going to be a nicer thing. I don't want all the nastiness and that that happened over Park Lane and that yeah. repeating itself, you know. Right, okay, but I think that 30% was a, that was a condition, wasn't it? That that money had to be spent on play areas for them to lift the covenant. Yeah. Yes. Well, they said they would invest it on, on yeah. salt work as well. It may be football pitches, ponds, yeah, whatever, yeah. but we can yeah. encourage them to make sure it's the play area. No progress, encourage chairing capital. So, can we go back now to agenda item 177, our Cheshire West and Chester update? That's very kind of you to uh, accommodate me. Uh, um, okay. I was in a long, longer range meeting, so uh, I went on a little bit. So thank you very much for your uh, hearing comments on that. Uh, won't keep you too long. Um, the big um, announcement, I suppose, has probably uh, landed on your doorsteps already. Cheshire West has set its, its budget. Uh, you'll all have had a council tax bill. I'm afraid your council tax bill has gone up 
quite a chunk this time round. Um, um, we tried to keep it uh, a little lower than it, uh, than it than it was, but I'm afraid uh, um, we were we were outvoted on the night. Um, there, there were alternatives, there were viable alternatives to that that had been approved by the um, uh, Section 151 officer who basically signs off the budget. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, we're not, or the Conservatives are no longer in charge and um, the, the, the budget has gone through. The very interesting thing, I think, for Frodgen is that um, the council's current finances have reflected uh, a very sizable surplus on the council tax collection fund. So the council tax has gone up very significantly and the council has quite a lot of surplus cash or cash that it wasn't expecting on the books. Now our budget basically sought to try and unlock some of that budget surplus so that it could be used on things that have long been priorities in places across the borough and particularly in places like Frodham. So we have uh, you know, all long aspired to some improvements on things like our car parking. We've known for uh, over two years now, certainly three, that the Halton Curve is a reality. It's about to, we hope, deliver some trains to our station and the car park is still in a bit of a state. Um, we have finally had um, no planning permission but some uh, positive indications that we are going to get the car park resurfaced before the trains actually arrive but that resurfacing will probably arrive after the car parking charges arrive but hopefully before the trains. Now, part of the discussion uh, needs to be how extensive that car park refurb can be. And obviously, one of the questions still to be uh, addressed is, we could have a few more car parking spaces uh, you know, if the good shed wasn't um, still standing. Level. Level. Well, that, that, that's, that's one alternative. So I think, personally, Frodham either needs to uh, you know, come up with a plan for the good shed, and we've all had a, a, a go or two at that over the years, or you know, we need to sacrifice that, that potential for more car parking spaces. So we currently have a little bit of a survey running just to gauge public opinion about what's, what's really important locally. There will obviously have to be a little bit of Cheshire West and Chester process around a formal consultation on that, but in the efforts of sort of trying to move things on, because you know, with an 18-week planning uh, process, uh, you know, ev everything sort of uh, compounds, and we really want to try and move progress on that. Uh, we also wanted to see part of that six million pound surplus invested in our roads and pavements, which uh, round here are deteriorating at a very strong rate of knots. Uh, I think everybody that stops me tells me that the roads have never been this bad. Um, you know, a little bit of good news because uh, we just had notification that uh, there's a hundred million pounds um, extra uh, heading into the into the English system, and Cheshire West and Chester's picking up just slightly shy of 
a million pounds extra. So that's the third lot of extra pothole funding money that we've had this year from government. And we really need, quite desperately now, to see some of that on the streets of Frodham. Lynn, can I just say, they are coming out, they are repairing potholes, but the companies that they're using are doing an absolutely appalling job. And then it's not lasting. So they're just throwing the money away. I, 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 I totally agree with you, Judy. And I think you know the, pre the pressure is on all of us to try and ensure that there's some, some quality assurance. So if anybody sees any of, of the shoddy stuff going on, and, and you know, please understand that if there's an emergency pothole and there's a speck on the on the web that tells you what an emergency pop an emergency pothole will just get filled and then it will be on the system for a proper repair when when the weather is better. But there is too much work done that isn't isn't to standard, and the contract basically says that the uh, you know the, the the contractor has to come back. And fill it, and you know, to to a, a spe specification. So, please do report if you see work like that. I think um, you know we should all be uh, aware that uh, we've been contacted by the organisers of the downhill run, who are very seriously concerned that the you know the the run might not be safe to run this year. So again, um, you know, I've got a meeting with the chief executive on Thursday because you know if we are looking at you know one of our um, you know annual events having to be cancelled just because Howie Lane can't get onto the top of anybody's priority list, that will be uh, you know a bit of an outrage. Howie Lane is just one example of the road the roads that we are literally reporting on a weekly basis, and we cannot get even Howie Lane onto anybody's priority list. You know, you cannot patch Howie Lane any more than it's been patched already. It needs a full resurface. And I think if you if you look at the blog, you know, we're publishing what's coming back from the council and they're just not accepting that Howie Lane is actually down to its base layer. It's not even just lost the, the surface. So, you know, if, if the town council would like to to write in and help make the case. I mean, we've, we've, we've even now had to raise this at four council meetings, you know, for the last three council meetings, which is not the place that we raise. Can we have our road sorted out, please? So so that's a little bit of a, uh, an issue. Lynn, just on that, Park Lane, someone's going to get killed. I, I know. When there's a van coming up and a van going down, they mount the curb. The two GPOs, are crashed in again. They are. I've seen it time and time again where they're walking up there and mount the curb, someone's gonna get killed. Well and and I totally agree with you. Those those or Fountain Ladies certainly reported uh, several times a month because um yeah. he, he's left the building now but it's getting used more than an A road even though it's a B road yeah, because yeah. it's a medical centre that yeah. I, I, I agree and someone's gonna get killed. What infuriates me as well, you know, is they spend a fortune on those twenty mile an hour signs. Yeah. The fact that with twice as many potholes proves that nobody's yeah. taking a blind bit of notice of them. It's absolutely criminal that those signs yeah. were put up as a quick kill when that money could have been spent on road yeah. improvement. People are using it as a rat run. Yeah, it's more and more. It's down to the first floor through the yeah. lights. More and more, and it's yeah. so frustrating. As traffic you know, is building on Main area. Street and Church Street, it's it is, becoming, yeah. Yeah, it is becoming a rat run. Someone's going to get killed. Mm. 
Well, um, you know, we, we will we will continue to uh, to, to push that. I mean, I, I don't know if, if anybody travels miles straight, but literally on Friday I got a phone call like quarter past five saying the, the roads, and, and there's actually a sinkhole. So yeah. Kate's only a small one, but you know, because they're not repairing the road, the water's gone under the road surface, and there's a creeping hole there now, which is about two foot deep. So do please be careful, the roads are, uh, are not great, but hopefully will get better when the, uh, when the money <coughs> starts to flow. Uh, we also uh, were very keen to try and uh, divert some of that £6 million surplus into our leisure facilities. Um, I'm sure everybody in this room uh, you know, who goes to the leisure centre here and then perhaps to other places might notice there's a slight quality difference in Frodham. We've been trying for years to get Frodham to the top of uh, somebody's priority list. Uh, we just had an uh, announcement last week that the £9 million in the budget uh, is going to Chester. I'm going to Neston. And once again, we are the, uh, you know, we never, we never quite get to the ball because the ugly sisters are uh, ahead of us in the queue. So uh, again, I think, you know, now, now is the time when we can all start to try and, you know, raise, raise the profile of the need in Frodham. We absolutely have to see a more practical approach to how we're going to get our sports and leisure facilities across the area upgraded um, you know hopefully uh, you know, if your farms over time salt works can uh, can can sort of move forward there's there's a there's a little bit of an opportunity to do some extra things to upgrade the facilities down at salt works but uh, you know we are struggling on this so i think you know it behoves all of us to sort of try and uh, uh, you know sort of raise rate raise the temperature really um there is, however, good news, as well as, as some of the, uh, the obvious things that we see on the street. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out and did uh, a little bit of a, a litter pick uh, for us. It, uh, it, it, all, it all helps. Um, we certainly had some uh, extra funding on highways. Uh, Cheshire Western Chester is one of the best performing areas for getting uh, children under two into the new childcare provision. So again, good news. And uh, after many years of struggling, uh, Cheshire Western Chester schools are the best performing schools in the northwest. So again, uh, you know, cre credit to um, lots of students and teachers and, and everybody else. But uh, you know, there's there's some some very good performance uh, taking place in our uh, in our local schools. How does that how does that affect Frodsham in particular? Because our kids go there. Yeah, but I'm just saying that Hellsbury has always been a very well performing school. Well, it has, and, and the good news is is that uh, John Dowler, who's obviously our local head, uh, he's the chair of the uh, Cheshire Western Chester Heads. Uh, this this is all about how you know schools are collaborating in ways that they've um, you know all, always done, but probably necessity being the mother of invention. Uh, there's there's lots of inter-school collaboration. There's lots of new yeah. ideas coming yeah. into schools. I agree, but don't we need to get back to some basics, such as potholes? And as people in there that meeting I came earlier were saying about parking, that's actually going to affect them in sandfields and places like this. And with the coming of the Halton Curve, we are still facing this problem that we faced two years ago, that Frodsham is going to get gridlocked. Yes, we yes. produce a booklet about it, we produce a document about it, and we file it. But we've got a real problem there, which people are, and, uh, is, is, now, is, is now getting exacerbated. 
And I think we should be looking to our borough councillors to be doing something about actually making, making sure that we get some action in Frosham. Because we're facing an absolute, you know, we are, we are facing the, the tidal wave of, park, of, of, of illegal parking um, coming down on us. And that will cause some deaths in, 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 in itself. So what, what, are you, what are you and what is Councillor Riley doing about actually ensuring we're going to get something sorted in Frosham? Well, I would totally agree with you, Tom. It's not very often that we... Uh, we no, it isn't, but what are you going to do about it then, please? Well, I mean, we, we, are, we are doing everything that we, we can do to try and rape... Can there be a multi-storey at the uh, railway station? Well, I mean, if, if you look at the parking strategy, the parking strategy is charges first, uh, improvements slowly over time, and when it comes to the Holden curve, they're going to see how things go. Too late. Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with everything that everyone is saying around this table, because I live here too, but, you know, I have to be able to convince the administration of Cheshire Western Chester that what we are saying is, is, is based on some local... Local, local knowledge and understanding as to what is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be delighted to extend that invitation. But, is know, that something that we could do, Chair? What's that? Invite Cheshire West here to try and sort out the parking issues. That well, I've been talking to them. I had one meeting with them. Would this council do something radical like, say, or would, I mean, I don't know whether it would, would we consider voting to have the good sheds, to, to have the good the stable shed demolished to create additional parking. Well, it's not ours to demolish. No, but it's, it's Cheshire Western Chester. But yeah. would we be sending a clear signal that we're actually wanting to do something? Because again, it's just waffle. Well, it's just waffle going round the tables. Yeah, Lynn. Um, go, going back to you know, you said that Prudhoe never seems to get a good deal. Um, you know, Northwich. All right, they're bigger towns now, but Neston. You know, quite surprising that Neston's getting the lion's share of money as well. But, you know, I'd be interested in what progress Cheshire West have made, if any, of the statement that they made that they were going to start making people maintain boundaries. Again, I've voiced this a lot. I, I was really the first one, if you like, that brought up the state of the rock. And we were told by Cheshire West, quite rudely really, and I thought quite ignorant, that, oh, it's seasonal growth, it will go away by magic. And I said, no, it won't. And now look at that rock. You know, that's heritage of Rodgham, that, and it's fantastic. So it shows that Cheshire West have got the money. I mean, that didn't cost two and six. That cost a lot of money, so there is funding there. You know, and we should be really saying to them, we want our fair share. My next grouse now is Red Lane. I can't understand how Cheshire West's duty of care and highway safety. I can't believe that there's not been a head-on collision there because when you were driving up there, even in a normal vehicle, it doesn't have to be a lorry, and there's something of size coming down, they cannot pass each other. You know. Now, they told us several months ago that they were going to make people maintain boundaries. What's been done? Probably nothing. You know. So, really, I'm asking you, can you go you know, uh, in, in, and, and ask for something to be done because we're too late now, again, because come April the 1st, we're into nesting season, nothing's going to happen until October. As soon as the leaves get on them trees, they're going to pull them branches down by a metre, and then you've got a year's growth going on it. Gosh knows what it's going to be like by the autumn again, you know, and I cannot believe 
that sheer duty of care by the highway authority has allowed to get that in that state. Councillor Alton, I believe I had a, um, a resident report that to me and I had followed that up and reported to Cheshire West on numerous times but it seems to have just been passed around mm -hmm. and just falls on deaf ears because mm -hmm. I, I don't know why it'll take I know in the scale of get things it might seem something very minor but yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned it's, it's an accident waiting mm -hmm. to happen. They did have to do a token gesture. I've it was a couple of years ago, going out and uh, cutting bushes back, but um, I mean, it wasn't substantial. No, and, and you're risking, you know, if we were to take that on as an event, we've been talking about risk assessment, we've not got a risk assessment to do that. I'm telling you now, you know, it's not something like a litter pick, it's fantastic. Well, and, and you've got to ask yourself, should we be having to do it? You know, we play a preset, and all I'm asking for is value for money. And a bit of equality between the, the towns within Chester, uh, Cheshire, you know, district. I, I would also raise at this moment. I've had quite a few questions. Why uh, there's been a car number and speed monitoring device down Bradley Lane? Um, it's on the lamp post. Um, they chain them up. Um, but nobody seems to know why it's been there, and I haven't been able to find any information out why highways are doing it. Fast cows. The cows are not sounding their own. Well, why, why, why have they chosen it to the top, the top end, Bradley Lane? Why, you know, it would be nice to know, as a town councillor, why that's being done? Why can't they give us those pieces of information? Is it worth of getting in touch with Cheshire West and asking for a highway person to come and talk to us on our council meetings and we'll sort out these issues? Yeah, like I mean, with, with respect, you know, six months, nine months ago when the portfolio holder came, yeah. and right enough, you know, through your insistence on a daily yeah. basis and that. We, we did get lots of things come, but I remember a new highways officer, he said, as soon as I'm in post at the family feet, I'm going yeah. to do A, B, C, and, and, and he's not, you know, it doesn't seem to have happened. There's been another reorganisation, oh, right. so, so there's, there's, there's lots of moving the deck chairs around, which, which never yeah. helps. But we digress, we're here to yes. represent the people of Frodsham, yeah. we're yeah. here to do something yeah. for the people of Frodsham, and we're yeah. sort of like, we, 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 we sort of like, we, we let it go about it, so we've done a bit. And it's like we've got people in there making a real point about parking and the state mm -hmm. of roads. And one of the great contributing problems to the state of roads, you just have to go down Mile Strait and you just have to go down Belmont Road and you look at how all they put all the new, all, all the new grids in and I think they purposely put them in so they don't catch water. <laughs> and, 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 and as you know, when the water goes downhill and it all goes down Howie Lane, and it causes erosion and it's poor engineering, yeah. but we, but we allow, so we allow that to occur well. and we have to take more control of our own environment because we're delegating too much and, and, that's, and, and we're not getting a response. And I'll go back to the original question, Why do, you know, would we vote to say that we want the good sheds demolished to actually create extra parking? Yeah, no, I'm finishing please, let me just finish. Lynn, 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 Lynn,
it's not the Cheshire West oh, Coast. Sorry, it's, sorry. it's us oh, right, trying, right. Trying, trying to evidence to right. Cheshire West okay. and Chester. Right. But you know, it's, it's, it's just yeah, it I is agree. just love. We are sitting here, and if nothing else, we were told tonight about parking and about and about roads. And we are, you know, it is no good that we evidence it to our very councillors. Our very councillors say they can't do anything. We've got to take control, surely. Well, who do we go to then? Well, I think we go direct. Why do we go direct? I fully support you, you know, I like do. I say, my gripes is, is a little thing, but there's so many little things, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, it makes a big jigsaw, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we have got to start saying yeah. we, we want value for money. Yeah. Can I urge you all to take a look at the street care pledge? So, Cheshire West and Chester has been very clear by putting the street care by putting out the standards that you should as council taxpayers, as borough council board, as town councillors and as residents, what we can expect. And it is my, 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 my definition of the street care pledge would be come out and after you've had an operative stamping tarmac into a pothole no. that fell out an hour later. You've got it that wrong. Be my you, council, you've got it wrong that the new policy is you take the pothole down to the council. Yeah. Right. You dig the pothole out and take it down there for them to inspect it and see whether it actually whether it passes bylaw six seven two one stroke ZXPI. Well, anyone's welcome. But that's productivity. Time's getting on. Yeah. Going off completely other subject and probably out of turn. You know the land adjoining to the health centre. Oh yes. Well, agenda item one eight one is a bit of a non-agenda item because one of my proposals was originally I was actually asking to see if we could actually create a special resolution to reduce the precept by £10 and it got no support and it got it got no support and the frustration there is the fact that there is a general unwillingness to really look at trimming back how this council operates. You tinker around the edges so I make a suggestion that we don't have a St George's, St George's Day Parade and send in all the supporting documentation supplied and obtained by a resident Mrs. Pauline Scott last year, which actually showed the cost that was involved. So he decided, I'm, I'm a brother, decided to actually not have a St. George's Parade. You now decide that you're going you're gonna to reabsorb financial uh, in, 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 into PMP when it should never have been divided out, quite honestly. But, but, but now we've got other committees, we've got, we've, we've got, we've, we've got things like events committees, which seems to have been inv invented to do things, it's, it's almost like a self-delegation because it all needs administration and it's going to spend money. Why aren't we just being, why aren't we being, you know, unless we're willing to be ruthless, and I think we should be ruthless and businesslike, of actually contracting back the growth of bureaucracy that has grown in the last two years, we will never deliver savings to the, to the front of people in the precept. Two years we had to put it up because because the the um, the, the, the uh, we were nearly bankrupt.
But we've got, but we have, we have money there. But we've allowed bureaucracy to grow rather than actually sort of ensuring that we're lean as a machine. We are here to represent the preset payers, and that's just my understanding. And as I've said, if I'm wrong, I will be certainly standing on this on, on this idea of minimalising cost by minimalising what the council can do. And if people don't like it, then I'll stand, and they can tell me to bugger off. That, that's, that's my way of looking at it. But, you know, if, if you want to spend money, and if the people of Frodsham are willing to let you spend money, then there's no place for me. But there's no point in presenting to you, because we never even got off the starting block at the idea of reducing the preset by £10. Okay, so you're not making any firm proposal tonight? I've made firm proposals before, but they never get anywhere. They never get a response. They never get anything. So you're, you're obviously happy with the level of bureaucracy that is imposed on the precept base. Chair, if I could just make a quick point. I, I would certainly vote for committees being reduced. But if you vote for that, then the workloads, and that was the whole idea why some new committees and subcommittees, working parties, whatever the, the nature of the beast, you know, and... We, we get accused sometimes of not supporting things in Frodium or not knowing what's going on. I think the danger is, if we're not careful, if we do reduce things, then we're going to find it very difficult. You know, it's going to come back to bite us. But I would certainly maybe, you know, vote for less committees if the business of those committees was looked at. <clears throat> I know Linda's committee, for instance, community. It has a massive workload, and, well, and the agenda is massive. And if we're not careful, that would become e even more massive. And you know, in all fairness, you've got to keep the councillors' interest as well. If I come along to a meeting, in all honesty, that's got 105 items on the agenda, I'm not going to be able to give that the same dedication. I agree with you completely. As if it's got 10 items. I agree on the with agenda. you completely. You know, it, it, it is a bit of a catch-22, isn't it? And yeah. there must be a solution there. What they say, what goes around, comes around. We had four committees prior to me joining, and that. You know, and if that's the way to go, I vote for it. But also. We need to be guarded that we don't lose our direction by overcomplicating agendas and that. that's all I've got I, to I say. think we have cut back on some of the bureaucracy because the council itself only meets once every two months and committees meet once every two months unless they've got a particular issue like you had an extra meeting just to look at your whole Haywood action plan. So we have cut back on that. We've made it less burdensome on the office, the paid staff because they haven't got as many agendas and sets of minutes to produce, or meetings to attend. I'm sure Hazel is desperate to get home tonight after a long day in the office as well. So we are, and we've done away with the finance uh, scrutiny subcommittee because it's served its purpose. We've improved the way we manage budgets. That may well happen with other committees as, as we go along, but I'm, I'm certainly happy to sit down with someone and look at everything that every committee does and see if we can rationalise things a little bit. We've no choice but to rationalise. I, I, I don't think you realise there is no choice. There is a general disgust at the level of the precept that is where it has gone. And the, 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 you know, we, we see a massive bureaucracy. We now see over 70% of the cost of this council absorbed in salaries and, and, uh, and, 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 and bureaucracy. It is much too much. 
We, 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 have a, we, have a, we, we just allow rises to occur. We've got to think differently. It's not new thinking about dividing out the role of the town clerk versus administration. That was produced, that, that was, that, that was a, a feature of the council when Lynn Riley was a town council with, with Andrew Dawson when they were looking at splitting the, 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 the role of both. It, it's, that, that, that's not new. You've got the neighbourhood uh, plan committee which operates its, its administration separately. So, so again, it, 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 it doesn't impose significantly on that. So supposing the council, supposing the council actually had their separate, their separate administration for, you know, for, for, for typing and filing and then, and, and, and then submitted it. You've got to look at a different way of sort of saying, how do we run this business? Because it is a business of fraudulent. And we've got to look at different ways, rather than just piling on this here, or piling this on there, or trimming a bit off here. We have got to look at a distinct and say, but you're not willing to do that. We already had a review, <laughs> 2015-16, we had an organisational review. But it's, you know, it's, still, it's still excess bureaucracy. I mean, it should never have been that an events committee was actually conceived or born. It should never have been that a finance subcommittee was conceived or born. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's just all these things that have just gathered pace and create extra bureaucracy. And it is, it, it is just my view, and anybody else can say what they want, but my view is we reduce that bureaucracy. I would just say, well, the, the, the finance subcommittee, scrutiny committee, served its purpose. The finances have been improved, there's more money in the bank, more understandable, so therefore it's been disbanded. So I think it served its purpose, end of the that part of the bureaucracy. Mm. And other committees may well do the same, but it's like, it's like we said before, community is, is enormous, the amount of, of sub Issues that come up in that, that that's the work that we that's that why most of that work has now have to go to a, the yeah because it's absolutely it's enormous too much. But yeah. you cut it back and you say and you make a statement about what you will look at and what you won't because then you because the people of Frodsham do not want to see the precept growing. No, they want no. to see the precept producing no. as it should have been. I I have not had any real complaints. Not heard any. Utterings about the one pound per annum increase, ninety nine p increase, but that is something maybe we could ask at the town meeting in September. No, it should ask never have been. It should never have been an increase. It should have been an automatic decrease. Because two years ago we had to make an increase, and we should always have been thinking about decreasing it. Well, what about the five years that we never put it up though? You but know. we did actually, it did well, actually, we did. Did. this town council it. didn't. 51% it went up and we was promised only for 12 months yeah. and it's never ever come down, we've added to it. I agree and we sh we, we've, got quite to agree think, we've got to think radically about oh, reducing okay. that. We have an opportunity to be representative of the people of Frodsham once and for Councilor all. Martin. So put a proposal forward. Well, I've, 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 You've proposed a reduction in precept you haven't proposed uh how to reorganize i have i have proposed how to reduce it to to to, to four uh, uh count uh, to four committees and i have proposed that we that we split that we consider splitting the role of clerk and administrators I don't understand that. Well, because, well, that was, well, well, because uh, most of what hazel does is administrative work it might be managing burials um organizing
legal well, in, well, in actual fact, it's an interesting concept that you said about burials because we were, we were both, we, all three of us were there at, at, at Northwich when we realised there that we don't actually follow a, a, a known plan of managing burials that our neighbours do and that, that, and that Northwich do. You know, we can look at some, we, we can look at ways of actually, of, of actually bringing these ideas and making them, making them live to, 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 to actually reduce the cost. It shouldn't be down to one person to be actually making these proposals. If somebody wants to look, look, look at reducing costs, you know, that is what uh, the, the, you know, this council is supposed to be about, about managing the, the costs that we, that we impose on the preset payer. And to me, that, that's where we have to start thinking well, uh, strongly honest, about this. That, that is your opinion. Your I agree, opinion. no, I agree, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think of Frodham Town Council here, our job is to make Frodham a really nice place for people to live. And it isn't penny pinching, it's about having nice hanging baskets, nice plants, organising events, making sure that our um, green spaces are properly maintained so that, you know, well, uh, well, our stage well, manager well, is equipped to go out and look after. At one assets. point, we nearly rejected the cheapest bid for the uh, for the ground maintenance, didn't we? In uh, in in the uh, year last February, when we, when we had to turn it around, actually consider uh, actually really considering having the looking at the cheapest bid, and, and it, it was successful. I think we have to think every penny as if we're spending every penny of our own. Yeah rather than council money. Oh, and I don't I think you disagree with me on that. Oh, no, I voted against the preset going yeah. up. I quite agree with you, everything you said. And I think if you want if you want to put it more import, import to, to the PMP, come along No, I that. don't want to touch and PMP. Well, I don't want to touch PMP. You've got to get I it out of it's a waste somewhere. of time, PMP. Well, put it on the next agenda. I would. If you... Well, we don't get it on the next agenda because, because everything's been stopped of bringing it direct to council. You know, we have to we have to now go through the we have to now go through the committees, don't we? It's on the agenda. Yeah, but it's only on the agenda because I actually said at a particular time I'm not presenting anything firm. I wouldn't mind sitting down with a couple of councils in particular and doing something on a joint on a, jo on a, on a joint per, per, per well, basis. If, if Councillor Reynolds is proposing to do some work, well, you should take it up on it. Well, subcommittee. A working group. Nothing wrong with a working group. There's no cost. There's no admin cost to a working group. Well, oh, you're not going to include Hazel or Liz? No. In that, no. Don't so, need to. So how are you going to understand how you're going to reorganise the office work? Because I don't know, but I'll think of something. <laughs> I've, looked at, I've, I've looked at things like this. I don't actually think anybody knows how this office works. I do. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I just ask you one thing, though? If you want to split what Hazel does, you're talking about employing somebody else. Then. No, I'm not. No, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm not think, That might be the way, but that, but, but that might not be the way. And I think, I think the note, the notes to how this was proposed was in, in, in some 2014 minutes when it was actually proposed by John Wilde um, to, uh, to to the council. And I think, his, and I think his thinking was accepted at the time. Yeah, that was the employment of the service manager. Yeah. So reducing the hours of the town clerk and employing a service manager. That was it. Yeah, and at that time there were. I think it was 10 extra hours of staff. There's 10, in 10 hours that he was going to yeah, no, take. In yeah, total, the staff hours to run the organisation was 10 hours more than it is at the moment. Yeah. Well, I don't think the costs were as, as anything like it. Well, I, I think it was. 
if we used to his house. If, if Hazel just becomes the town clerk and we cut out the administration, who does that? That's what I was just saying. That's why I'm who does it? Yeah. Volunteers? No, I, I think you, again you combine things such as the fact that there's an innovation with the neighbourhood plan group. They have their own administration. They, they have their own administration. And, 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 well, that's and, volunteers. No, it's not volunteers. It's yeah, actually it's, it's, it's paid for it. It's a paid for So therefore, we would be so, employing someone to do the administration. No, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't necessarily be employing them. This, the, well, you know, you have, no, you, you don't so have to. Elves. If you don't pay them, they're volunteers. No, no, you're not. You, you, yeah. There's plenty okay, of people with potential secretarial services. I think the only flaw there, Tom, would be if we started employing volunteers, we would have a security. I'm not saying about volunteers. About I think the way forward and time, talks about the data time, time is getting really, on. Really, I, yeah. I suggest then that Councillor Adams, you form your working group and that working group comes back to uh, go the next council, council yeah. with the proposals, the oh, okay. detailed proposals yeah. that we can put. Well, it won't be detailed proposals, it'll be outlined proposals because the whole thing is that you know, we, 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 we will not have the time or the opportunity. Well, you take as long as you need then and, and do your detailed proposal. No, no, we, no we, can, we can work with outline. You can accept outline. A bit like planning permission. You get outline, then you go for details. Yeah. Okay. Well, I certainly won't be voting for anything in outline. I'll tell you that now. Well, you won't be impressed detail. with anything anyway, <laughs> would you? So, will that come back to the next full council in May? Yeah, okay. Okay, agenda item 182, Mayor's report. Yes, I have the Mayor's report in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll be pleased to know that it's a very quick verbal one. Um, we, we've, we've been as busy as we can be, really, over the last few weeks. Uh, Lorraine's been out of the equation a little bit because she's been recovering from a little off. Um, so uh, I've been going to quite a few events. One I'd just like to say, I put everything on the Mayor's out and about in the Council's Corner and all that, rather than boring you with written reports. Uh, but one I did go to uh, was uh, the Youth Voice, which is uh, organised by Elsby uh, and Frodge and Rotary yeah. Club. Yeah. And um, it was the regional final, and it's basically young people from like the age of 11 up to 17. Uh, and it was, it was a real eye-opener was teams from all over the northwest, uh, Lake District, um, and he, he talked about subjects as uh, as diverse as how to sell Shakespeare in a modern society through to mental health issues and things like that. Absolutely brilliant. Teams of three uh, answered questions from the floor. Um, not as if I needed any persuasion that there was some incredible young people out there, um, but it. it, it you know, it, it was amazing the way that some of them stood up and spoke, uh, and, and it was a really worthwhile day. So, you know, it's something that I'm going to keep contact with, you know, in the years to come. Actually, it was really good. Um, and yet, you know, before I finish next month or the month after next, uh, we've got plenty on the on, on the books, and I'll keep you informed. That's it. That's okay, my report. Could, be could, I, to know. could I record a vote of thanks to Alan Alton? Uh, for sorting out manly cops. Uh, I found that we'd done quite a lot that day, got yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. sorted, and uh, you managed it yourself and you've done well. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Manly road cops, it's yes. not manly. in manly. Um, <laughs> oh, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, part of the task, it is in manly now. Okay, um, everything, parts, reports.
just the one thing, um, we've had the notice at the annual general meeting uh, for the Mid-Cheshire Footpath Society. It's on Wednesday the 25th of April. Um, so if anybody would like to attend, if they could have a word with me. And I'll give them past them on the paper. Right, that evening on the day, sorry. 7.30 at night. What day was that, sorry? The 25th of April. And where will that be? It's at uh, Manley Village Hall, Tarling Old Village. Let's go to the box. <laughs> 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 yeah, two shows here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, next meeting, Monday the 21st of May. Okay. Yeah. Okay.